What is up, everybody? It's another episode of the All Punked Up Podcast. Last week's episode was recorded just days after that crazy presidential debate. This week, we're recording this episode a day after the vice presidential debates, which I'd have to say was much easier to watch. Basically, it was how a debate should go, or at least how we are used to seeing them go down. So thank goodness. I don't think I could have handled another one like the first debate. Co-hosting with me today is Bailey. Bailey, what's up? How we doing? If you've been listening to the All Punked Up podcast, you know we like to kick things off with our weekly check-in. So Bailey, how have you been this last week? I know you've been sick. You've been dealing with a sick kid, and he got you sick, right? <laughs> he got me sick. He got the wife sick. He got everybody sick. Uh, it's for anyone that has children that go to uh, public schools, because even daycares at this point are public schools. Um, they're going to get it and they're going to give it to you. And, uh, it's just, I, every time we send that tuition off, I'm like, man, we could lease a Mercedes or we could get uh strep throat <laughs> this week. You know, it's just, it's a gamble. So Mercedes or strep throat, man. Oh yeah. You know, and just roll the dice. We could, you know, we, we could take a, take a Winnebago, you know, for a couple months and just hang out or we could get, uh, you know, the hand, foot, mouth, whatever the kids got. Man. It's, uh, yeah, no thanks. But no, I'm excited that we are, you know, let's, um, let's be honest. Like we are in a, I am rather in a place of privilege if my son can go to, um, a facility every day where people will educate him and they are smarter than I am. And, uh, I'm, I'm not mad about that. So I don't want to, I don't want to underplay my position, but it definitely is a, a very, uh, unique situation when you know you're going to get sick every week. So dude, I know. I mean, and I have, uh, for those listening, I have two kids, um, one soon to be eight, one that just turned six. And I know that all too well, Bailey. It's like, especially when one, when you have two kids, when one kid gets sick, you know, the other is going to get sick because they're playing with each other. And then, yeah, you just do your best not to get sick, even though you know, as a parent, you are definitely going to come down with what they have. So yeah, it's a never ending battle. Hopefully he'll have the super soldier uh, immune system by the time he's 10 and we all won't have to worry about this. So I'm just hoping it's making all of us stronger. I hear you. So did you guys, were you guys scared that it could be COVID at all? Did you guys get tested or no, you kind of uh, uh, know what it is? Well, I actually, we didn't even talk about this before the show, but I went to prompt care today and I got tested for COVID because okay. of uh, asthma and allergies. And I'm like, Hey, I can't breathe because of X, Y, Z. And they're like, well, we're going to test you just in case. And, uh, that's another thing. We live in a location with a strong infrastructure of healthcare where I had a results, I had my results in about a half hour. Oh, nice. So, yeah. It was a That's swap unheard of. At prompt care. They're like, Hey, we're going to call you just quarantine until then. And like, I didn't even tell my wife. I didn't tell her because I didn't want her to freak out. I would have told her regardless, but I'm not going to say, Hey, I can't come home for an hour because I'm, you know, I might, uh, might, I, I strongly felt that I didn't, but I mean, that's what the test is for, right? So. Right. Yeah. But, uh, no, we're good. So. So, I, hey, I, good news. No COVID. That's good. Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't imagine what people are going through having it and me being selfish. It was just, I don't want to get this because I do want to take away time from my little guy. And then I have a thousand projects that I'm working on. And, um, I just, I don't know what people are dealing with right now. So my heart uh, definitely goes out to the people that are struggling with it. That's yeah, sure. absolutely. Same here. Same here. But on a lighter note, we got hey. a little bit. We got we to gotta break the ice just a little bit. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, dude, uh, I I really haven't been up to much of anything, it seems like. It seems like 
these weeks have just been flying by. You know, I'll, we'll do these episodes. We record, uh, every Thursday night. And then depending on how long the episode is, it takes me well into the, uh, to the weekend through Sunday, uh, editing and getting the, um, the podcast ready for Monday morning. And then it's like, before I know it, it's Thursday again. I have to prepare for another podcast. So, uh, which is great. I love doing these. Uh, but man, it really makes the, the time fly by. It's awesome that it gives you something to look forward to. And I really hope that inspires others because essentially you can do anything right now that you have time. And you're a perfect example of, uh, you might be bouncing off the walls. I mean, the kids go to sleep and you want to do something. You want to make something. And that's what you did. You jumped into your own project and, uh, I'm really excited to be a part of it every every time that you call, and I, I don't dread it. I definitely will let you know uh, before. Last week I had a bow out just because he was sick and he was screaming, and I was like, uh, "Studio's right next to his room." So yeah, right. If he's not feeling well. No show for anybody. Yeah, so, dude. Well, I know, get that totally. I really hope that it inspires other people to do something because even if it's just as small as a puzzle, and you're building a puzzle on your kitchen table, if you just knock two pieces, knock two pieces a day or three pieces a day, you can build a puzzle, and that's. This is a digital puzzle. I mean, that's, You're right. that's how I look at it. So no, it's exciting. Yeah. The only thing is, is like just being busy with this podcast. I feel like this, the actual allpunkedup.com site, I primarily do all the news and man with working full time, you know, all punked up is not my full time gig. I definitely do it on the side, uh, but I care so much about it. Um, you know, with work, normal work. Staying up to date on the news and then this podcast, man, I'm being, I feel like sometimes I'm being stretched thin, but, um, and I just feel like sometimes the site is kind of suffering like from news. So I, I've realized that I need to kind of prioritize some things and, and maybe get some things organized, but that, that's okay. It's just kind of a, I, I, I see it as more of like a little growing pain and, you know, we always get through growing pains. So they stop hurting after a while, but you figure it out. So. I will make sure that the news starts coming in uh, like it used to. It's all because we're growing in other places, though, and I, I'll just need to figure it out, and I will. It's also a unique opportunity, so if there's anybody listening that wants to help out, send in a resume. Yeah, Why absolutely. That's, that's yeah. an amazing opportunity. Like, hey, we want you to be a part of this, right? Right. This process, and you know, we gotta got to figure some stuff out, but no, that'd be awesome. Yeah, we do have a spot on the website. You can go, go to allpunkedup.com, and then there is a link that says extras, just hover over that. And there should be, I think there's a link that just says write for APU or something. Just click that and there should be a form on there. And that form will be submitted to me and I'll get your email and I will respond back. See, Thanks for mentioning that. That's an opportunity. There you go. That's rad. All right. So let's go ahead and get to what we want to talk about. One thing that I've been thinking about is, is everybody loves a good song. And everybody calls those good songs bangers, right? So it got me thinking, what makes a song a banger? So what makes a song just so raw, so good that you just have to turn on all the time? Like that is the song. I would say for me, what makes a song a banger is that the song has to have a great melody. It has to have a great hook. It has to be you know, so damn catchy that you can't help but sing along to it. This song, if it's supposed to be a song to get people moving, it has to have a good beat. If I'm not bobbing my head to it, I can't feel the song. And if I can't feel the song, then it, it loses the banger badge. I will say, 
in my opinion, I think a slow song or a ballad can be a banger. A slow song can make you feel something. And this brings me to my third must-have to be a banger is the music. The music as a whole, the guitar sounds, the melodies, and then maybe even the song's arrangement. I think the arrangement can be probably just be an honorable mention here. The arrangement sort of takes you on a musical journey, and that journey is an experience, and it can be important. If it takes you down a nice path, then that path has a better chance at leading you to a banger, I think. If we take a left turn somewhere, then it could lose all banger credibility. So for me, to sum it up, a banger for me comes down to three main things, a great hook, a great beat, and the musical sounds like the guitars, drums, and production. What do you think, Bailey? What what makes a banger for you? I got to start with vocals. I, okay, sure, yeah. You have to start with vocals because it's the purest form of art. And it's, um, those listening to the, I'm deep into the story of the year podcast. And, uh, John Feldman would, from what they're saying, they would come out with an acoustic guitar and, you know, hey, is this, does this kill? And it's like, if it, if it plays well on an acoustic, then we know it's going to be something. But I want to strip it down even further than that by saying, if you can stand on a street corner, you know, like Rocky and they're singing just in the street and it grabs you, their voice grabs you, that would be definitely, the first thing that that I'm extremely excited about that's going to pull my heartstrings. Um, also, I mean, I I love the you know the deep bass lines. I love um, synth. You know, I, I love keyboards. Um, but none of that matters if the vocals are trash. That's true. Um, I mean, I I'm gonna it's it's gonna sound terrible, but it is what it is. Um, did you hear uh, the album A Lesson in Romantics by Marie, uh, Mayday Parade? Yes. Familiar with that album. Okay. Yes. Um, uh, Jamie Oliver, right? Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, that's, that's, that's not, uh, Derek. <laughs> that's not Derek at all. Um, that's, uh, Jason Lancaster. And the first time that I heard that record, I just, I absolutely loved it. And I loved all those tracks and that powerful voice because you know there's a punch behind it. And I see the music video and somebody's mouthing the words over and I'm like, Okay, I don't know the difference. I don't know that it's not Jason. Right. And then I saw him live and I was just like, that's not real. That's either highly overproduced and they can't do it live or it's just straight up not him. Um, and that really broke my heart because, and I end up like being a really strong fan of, uh, Jason Lancaster. Still am. But I'd say it's got to start with the vocals because again, I mean, you don't need anything. You just stand there and you can, if you, if you're moved by music, you can be moved simply by the vocals, the vocal harmonies. Um, then it's, it's going to be those, those bass lines, whether they are, um, chords on a piano, chords on a keyboard, chords on a guitar, those bass lines that are just going to just, just move you in any way. And, you know, you can definitely fade in the drums with that. And, um, you know, sometimes I just love the beats. I mean, jazz, there's a lot of really cool beats in there. It's like, ooh, I feel it. It feels good. But, if it's all around, it's it's got to be really tight. Got to got to have great vocals, actual harmonies. I mean, we've been in this auto tune um, bubble for like 25 years right now. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you can see somebody play on an acoustic guitar or just sit down with a keyboard, and and they can uh, emote everything and, and tell their story from that, then I don't care what they play, it's going to be a banger. Yeah, no, you make a great point, and I can't believe I failed to actually mention vocals. A great hook and melody 
it'll it'll keep the song in your head but if that vocal is on point it really makes you want to sing along to it especially if like you know you can match that guy or girl's voice then it makes it that much better it makes it much more of a connection for you too so i, I will agree yeah and i can't believe i i failed to mention but vocals That's definitely hands down having a broad conversation Check no out. i know what if Tell that Mick from Fall Out Boy was sang by Tom DeLonge. It would not hit you the same way that it does. No. It just wouldn't. And his his voice is everywhere, melodically, stump. It's just beautiful. It just goes up and down like a roller coaster. And then we have other people that can just hit one note. Now, for me, I'm I'm in love with the the funky guitar riffs and and the the drums of um Travis and then you know, I, I, I'm learning this now as I get older that, uh, Mark has written a shitload of harmonies and just the, the, the lyrics. Like he's just so strong with that. But mm-hmm. I mean, you go back to take this to your grave and it's just, it's, it's really tight production wise. Um, it, it sounds like they took a year to record every single song, mm-hmm. but I'm not mad about it. Um, but that it, it's packaged very well. And I don't mean commercially packaged. I don't mean sold to hot topic. I mean, they just took their time to make sure that that record didn't stop. And that's something, if you want to expand the conversation to what makes a banger, what makes a solid album, it doesn't stop. You listen to it from the front to the back, like Sticks and Stones, New Found Glory. That thing is just going to go on repeat, and it's a journey. And every song's different. Some are faster, some are slower. But that thing you can carry with you, and you look at it, and you're like, oh, wow. Like, it just rolled over. That – so – there, there's a banger and and then there's a beautiful album, right? No, yeah, I yeah, I totally totally agree. What do we got coming up next? I think right now is a good time to take a quick break. But when we come back, we're going to discuss a band practice in the radio world that has probably been thriving for years. Do you want to have a top forty hit? All you need is fifty grand. Boom! <laughs> Let's learn about it. <laughs> coming up next. It's Tyler from All Punked Up. I'd really like to take this time to thank you for listening to our podcast. It means more than you know that you choose to listen to us week after week to discuss the news and hopefully provide you with the entertainment you are looking for. We absolutely enjoy putting these shows together and have kept you in mind for every single one. If you love what we're putting out, we have many ways you can help support this podcast. One way to support us is by donating to the show via buymeacoffee.com forward slash allpunkedup. The other and absolute best way to support us is by simply spreading the word. Tell your friends, parents, dogs, and cats. Tell everybody about the All Punked Up podcast. We love putting these shows together and would love to reach even more people just like you. Again, thanks for listening and hanging out with us. Let's get back to the show. Welcome back, everybody. So we just talked about what we think makes a song a banger. But, Bailey, do you know what also makes a song a banger? And for those listening, I'm putting banger in air quotes. What else makes it a banger? Money. Tell me more. Tell me more. Okay. So there was a report that came out this week from Rolling Stone that claims after uncovering 2,500 text messages that link record labels having paid money 
to get artists like Halsey, 21 Pilots, Panic at the Disco, and so many more airplay. So to give you an idea of what's happening here, let me read the opening paragraph of this article. And I will add, you can read this over on allpunktup.com. So here's the passage. In June 2019, Mitch Mills, a senior vice president of radio promotion at Electra Records, sent an urgent text to Steve Zapp, an independent radio promoter who works with a number of stations in the adult contemporary format. The pair are both longtime players in the music industry and have texted each other periodically about Warner Music Group acts, including Panic at the Disco, 21 Pilots, and Fits in the Tantrums. The June 2019 text shows that Mills was worried because Panic at the Disco were receiving fewer plays than they had the previous week on a station Zap oversaw. So Mills texted Zap saying, Stevie, Panic is down 11. I just did a $2,000 deal with you. I need Panic back up. So... Obviously, this text would indicate that payment was somehow or maybe received to perhaps get Panic at the Disco moved up the charts by getting them played more on radio. So that said, now remember, as I mentioned, the pay for play is supposed to be a banned practice across radio. Everyone is banned from doing deals like this. Labels, artists, everyone. You're not supposed to be able to pay money to radio stations for more spins. That's just not what you're supposed to do. So... Even though this is the case, I truly thought that this was a widely known practice already, and this news did not come as a surprise to me in the slightest when I read it. For one, I once created a website for a friend who works in the music industry as a manager, PR person, and booking agent. She does it all. She primarily works in the country music scene, and I remember having conversations with her uh, way back when where she basically said these deals these types of deals happen all of the time. Bailey, what do you think about all this? I've got insight because I worked in radio for four years, and that's exactly what happens. Um, I don't. It. it sh- uh, okay, I don't want to break anybody's heart, and it it shouldn't come to it as a shock. But uh, let, let's put a positive spin on this. Right now, we have the ability, if you are great at what you do, to rise to the top via streams and downloads but we're also living in the same world where you can park your video on youtube you can buy a million likes and then the second that it's post or a million views and the second that it's post that day you already have two million views and streams so it's uh it's challenging to look at but i mean it's it's protocol it's we don't live in the world of you're great and you're going to get exposure, so we're going to follow you. I mean, essentially, we've talked about these 360 deals or these these 360 deals that the record labels have right now. But prior to that, the, everything went into marketing anyway. It's the same thing as if you're going to make an independent film. If you make an independent film, you control everything, but you have to market it. But if you make a studio film, a third of that, maybe even half of that budget goes to marketing. And they're going to make sure that all of your stuff is seen, heard. Um, we, we're really not living in a time where things, and I hate to say it, are honest anymore, uh, you can buy influence. If you can buy a million followers on Instagram, you can buy a million views on YouTube. You can. What's the difference than buying a million plays from 15 radio stations? I mean, you know, millions is a large number, but you know, honestly, you only need to for K Rock to play your record once, and you should have it. You should be great, but not everyone 
has that great of a record. So if you give every radio station five grand, you can bet the guy that's making um, a decent living, but not that that bonus that you're going to hand him. You can guarantee, hey, Steve, I just paid you two grand. Where's the rest of my plays? Like that's why this is happening. So it really shouldn't come as a surprise, but it's just that's how deals are done. It's it's not fun. No, it's not. Now, have you ever heard a song on the radio for weeks and thought to yourself, man, this song just isn't that good? But that same song continued to stay in rotation. I think, I think that is probably a good true example of how money probably got that song to stay on the radio. Well, how many, okay, how many songs were made in the last 20 years? And when you listen to a classic radio station, you hear 15. You know you're right. going to hear Welcome to the Jungle at Noon. You know you're going to hear Everlong at 4. Um, <laughs> it's just that's the world we live in. But these songs have already they've already gone gold or platinum or whatever it is they are. You know, I don't know if anybody listening to this has uh, gone through the gauntlet of trying to have their music played on the radio. It's tough. There are um, there's tons and tons of hurdles. I mean, you know, we no longer live in the world where you can sneak on a bus and give some of your demo and then you get signed the next day. It's uh there's too much too much red tape. It's it's much easier to pay people off than it is to get that exposure. But I mean, essentially, and I, I'm just going to be honest with people that are have their own YouTube channel or they're trying to trying to get the grind going. Just get a website, and it sounds shady, but I guarantee you're going to get more people to view your stuff if you buy a handful of likes or you buy a handful of downloads. But at the end of the day, you still have to produce. So if you have garbage music or you have a garbage film and it's been seen by a million people, then it's nobody's going to buy it. It's not marketable. But if you need that little bump, I mean, fake it till you make it has been a saying forever. There are billionaires right now that faked it until they made it. One of them is Jay-Z. I mean, he if you got some time, let's see how he funded his first album and his record label. It it wasn't it, it wasn't from good money. Yeah. <laughs> That's all I'm going to say. But dude, like to kind of go back to, you know, the bad song that stays on the radio and I may, I might get some flack for this, but I don't care. Like if you take that 21 pilot song, Chlorine, you know what song I'm talking about? No, I've only heard two of their songs. Okay. Well, the two that you heard were probably good songs, but okay. So take the 21 pilot song, Chlorine. That song is absolutely terrible, in my opinion. It's not catchy whatsoever. <laughs> Let <it breathe. laughs> sorry. <laughs> sorry. Let it breathe. Let it so, breathe. It's definitely not catchy. There's nothing to it. Now, as I said, I think uh, 21 Pilots has had some great songs, but this one, not a chance. Chlorine is terrible. But guess what? That song played for so long on the radio, and it was by far probably the weakest song in rotation at that time. And probably the weakest song out of all songs in the world at that time. But it still <laughs> stayed on the radio. So it would, it, I mean, I would be shocked if somebody wasn't paying somebody to play that song on the radio. There you go. But hey, then I will also say, too, I'm going to bring up Taylor Swift. Another artist that seems to always get airplay is Taylor sure. Swift. Sure. And again, like 21 Pilots, Taylor has some great songs, and but Taylor Swift will go down as one of the best musical artists of all time. But I haven't heard a real banger from her for years. For a while now, it seemed that Taylor could release anything at all and it would get airplay. 
So my guess is someone is probably paying somebody off to get her some airplay too. Cause she has a song right now called cardigan mm-hmm. and it's, I know some people might like it, but for a, to go back to our banger talk. And I said that a slow song can be a banger, Yeah, ballad. but the greatest, the greatest ballads or slow songs are ones where they end up being wet wedding songs for couples. Yeah. Those are the ones that live on forever. And those are the ones that, have gotten great airplay over time. I can't, I can't think of any other slow song that climbed the charts that wasn't like a wedding song or like stood the test of time. You know what I mean? So that's just an example. Taylor Swift's last couple albums have just, this is coming from. I need to know where's yeah, this my is life. coming from. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. What's so the what's the name of the show? <laughs> not the old country. Oh, but God. hey, I would talk about I would talk about our bands too, but they're just not on the radio yet. I guess Twenty One Pilots falls into our category, and yeah. I just don't get the hype of them. Wait, didn't they have a song? Don't believe the hype or something like that. You know, what? I'm not believing it. Just just let them be. <laughs> if if this is. If this is true and they ran out of music, uh, they won't be back next week. All right. <laughs> That's fine. We won't need to talk about them next week. Let them have it. I do want to say too that I don't necessarily have a problem with pay for play because one, like I said before, I figured it was going on anyway. And if right. it's a way to get a good song on the radio, like if it's actually good and you know, you introduce a new band to me that way, great. Maybe, maybe Blink 182. I'm not saying they did. But maybe somebody got Blink-182 on the radio, like with What's My Age Again or something, and that's what blew them up. Look what they did for a lot of people, like cult followings for for Blink. So I think it can benefit artists, and it can be good in some regard. Let's just boil what it is. It's a music business. True. It's not a music charity. It's a music business, and this is the not-so-friendly side of business. Boom. It is what it is. Yeah, it is what it is, and I think that is perfect, and I will 100% get on board with that. But here's where it gets a little messy. So as I said, clearly artists can benefit from this, but it gets messy when labels or music execs start to pay to have artists bounced from airplay in favor of another. And this happened, according to the Rolling Stone article, it happened to Billy Joe Armstrong recently, like as early as May. So... Here's a passage from that, and it just says, similarly, as Billy Joe Armstrong's cover of I Think We're Alone Now was climbing the radio chart in May, Steve Zapp, uh, the guy that we mentioned before who was um, accepting payments, intervened at the radio station because playing the song was, to him, not paying the bills. So the promoter's uh, next text included the instruction, Billy Joe needs to go down. So I'm assuming Billy Joe was taken off the air to bump somebody else up. And that's where I would say I have a real problem with pay for play game going on in radio. Well, is it because of the band that you have the problem with or because of the strategy of what was done? I think not because of the band. I I love Billy Joe Armstrong and I love Green Day, but it would appear to me that Billy Joe Armstrong's cover of I Think We're Alone Now was probably gaining popularity organically, maybe. Um, but it was getting spins and it was climbing the radio charts. So regardless, it was moving up. It was getting more popular, but somebody paid to have it brought down. So that's where I... What if that opened the door for an original song to get exposure? 
do you feel that a cover oh, a cover by an established band is more important than a new song by an original band? Uh, not necessarily. But why can't we just have both? You know, why can't we spare an extra three minutes or two and a half minutes and put another song on there? You know, just being a turd. That's all. No, I mean, in, <laughs> no, true. I know you like to <laughs> you like to play devil's advocate. And I, I think that's to. great. I have to. But yeah, I mean, if that's the case, take off 21 Pilots as chlorine and get an original or a, a newbie on the uh, on the charts or I'm sorry, in in airplay. Maybe we could get some uh, help from the audience if they're listening and they want to help out on this is how the list is made and this is why it's made. I would love to hear. I would love to hear in the comments. I would love to hear an email. Just give us some insight. I've been out of traditional radio for four years, so things might be crazy different. Um, you know, things evolve every day, but, um, you know, I, I don't want to seem like I know everything about it, but I, you know, I definitely had a little bit of experience. Well, I did actually post this on our Instagram and I did have people comment and we had quite a few people. Uh, I started it out with my thoughts, um, but then I had some people reply. So Bree, who writes for us, she mentioned she had no idea that this was a practice, but then, um, someone who I know has been following us for a while, Instagram handle is the underscore J E N R. She says, isn't this how music works though? So she was aware that this practice goes on. Then we had one person, uh, the Instagram handle of panic palette. She fully supports this idea, um, which is fine. I support it to some degree. Um, and then we had a band television supervision. They responded with it's disgusting and, but not surprising. So definitely hit up the um, our Instagram. I would love to see more uh, thoughts on this, like Bailey said. So just find our post. I posted it this week. You can't miss it. And let us know your thoughts because, yeah, I, I, I'm definitely interested to hear what people other than Bailey and I think. <laughs> okay, with that, it's break time. You're listening to the All Punked Up Podcast. We'll be right back with our quick hits segment. Like me, you've thought twice about going to the grocery store whenever you needed some items. All I can say is thank goodness for services like Instacart. With Instacart, you can shop online and get groceries delivered from stores in your neighborhood in as fast as one hour. Or you can choose to pick up your order at the store where it'll be waiting for you. Just pull up Instacart's app or website, enter your zip code, choose a store, and add items to your cart. Then relax as someone handpicks your groceries and household items with care. Grocery shopping has never been easier or less time-consuming. Start shopping with Instacart today and let them know we sent you by going to allpunkedup.com forward slash Instacart. That's allpunkedup.com forward slash Instacart. All right, guys, we're back. Before heading out, we're definitely going to do our normal quick hits where we suggest something. But I think Bailey wanted to bring something up real quick. So I think that our appearances have been um, kind of put on the back burner, and it's more uh, more mental health than uh, the – well, I mean, physical health is really important. And uh, vanity, I guess is what I'm trying to say, kind of went out the window. And that's great because you know things have been shut down. 
and it's more about safety than anything else. And I don't know if you guys have been uh, checking out pass uh, pass through frequencies. Mm. It's uh, Jimmy World's frontman, Jim Atkinson, and there was twelve episode twelve was with Gerard Way of MCR. Um, I don't know how you guys feel about Gerard Way, but for me, he's the epitome of success. Not success in a sense of uh, excess, but being a creative, owning everything, owning your passions and just telling stories and, and creating worlds. And I mean, the, the dude's got everything from MCR to the Umbrella Academy. And what I'm getting at is on this episode, I was extremely inspired that he looked like a regular guy. Hmm. He was not, he didn't have a suit on. He didn't have uh crazy hair. He had, it was just, he looked like a regular guy. And to know that he's so focused on creating art and he doesn't care about, and, and I'm not saying I've been in his head, but to me, it looks like he just got up and did an interview and he's so worried about everything else. And that's beautiful because we're all, you know, oh God, how does my hair look? How does my face look? Do I have this? Do I have that? And I think that we look up to these people and, and I do and I hope you do as well, but it's just, it's really inspiring to see him sitting in his desk. The show, um, it was when they did this interview, it was right before season two of Umbrella Academy aired. So you know he's doing press. And it looked like he is just so comfortable with himself. And I hope it inspires everybody else to do the same thing too. I really do. Because I know we spend so much time overthinking, should I do this? Should I not do that? And, you know, the, uh, I can't get my hair cut because the place is closed and people are going to, they're not going to like the way my hair looks. They're not going to like the way these clothes look and have me able to shop or Amazon doesn't give me clothes that fit or maybe I can't even go to the store and buy clothes. But this dude just sitting there in a shirt you know he's had for years, just over shirt, just, just hanging out. Like that's extremely inspiring. Dude, I agree and I know exactly what you're talking about because I just started watching that and it's easier said than done, um, to not care about what others think but man once you start to just break down that wall and give yourself some more space some more view you can really thrive and you'll thrive mentally physically and you'll just be so much more comfortable in your own skin and that's what it's all about totally agree yeah thanks for bringing that up man i just want everybody to be comfortable in their own skin that's the hardest thing that's really the it is it truly is all right so with that let's go ahead and do our quick hits For those listening, Quick Hits is a segment where we recommend a band or a song that we think everybody listening should go check out. But we're going to switch it up this week because Bailey and I were talking. What show or series on Netflix would you recommend? Cobra Kai will ruin your weekend. Uh, They just dropped the trailer for season three last week. I was sick. I couldn't be on the show, so this is new. I'm sharing it now. Um, Plus... If now the hype's gone and you can enjoy it for yourself instead of being on the bandwagon. Um, I don't know if you guys are familiar with it, but it is the continuation of the story of the Karate Kid. And um, I watched it with my wife. We burned through season one and season two. Uh, we got to wait till the little guy goes to bed. We watched it hour at a time. I think we watched it every night for like two weeks. It was, That's awesome. I can't recommend Cobra Kai enough. Season three is coming out. I think it's January... You guys can look it up. You got the internets. You got the tubes. My banger of a Netflix series, my wife and I were absolutely digging, and a lot of you probably have already watched it, but I think we were late to the game, Shit's Creek. That show is so freaking hilarious. Guys, you have got to watch Shit's Creek if you haven't watched it yet. 
The uh, season six, I, ju- I think, just dropped a few days ago. Uh, we have not started on that, but man, we watched season one through five easily in four weeks. So I'll let you make that a quick hit. We got to go into it. We got to we got to go back and forth about this Shit's Creek. OK, well, let's let's do it. OK, so this show I have. Hold on. I haven't seen season six yet, so don't talk about that. No, this doesn't matter. Right. Just no, no spoilers. spoilers. Not that guy. No, this show is so important because Dan Levy wrote this show because he couldn't get a job. Dan For real? Le- yes. That's why this is so legit. This is why it's so freaking amazing. <sighs> Because this is why you don't wait for things to be made for you. If you've got you time, make it yourself. Yes, if you've got time out there, if listeners, go check out. He just had a beautiful interview with David Tennant. He's been on Marin. Um, I'm going to give you the cliff notes. He had worked by himself, cutting his teeth, doing his own work for eight years. And he said, is this the job that I want or do I want to pursue more? Well, sometimes – when people see you in one light, maybe you're a host of a show, and maybe people don't think you can branch out, and they don't think you have the acting chops. And also, we're not – not all of us are built for a traditional audition process. I don't know if any of you creatives out there have ever had to sit and sell yourself to somebody, but it stings. Um, I've spent my – the, I've spent my entire adult life making sure that I've put out enough artistic things where I'm not going to audition for anybody. That's a job interview. That's working on your project. This is the quality of work that I do. If you want to be a part of it, that's awesome. If I can add value to what you're doing, that's awesome. That's what we do together. I'm not, again, and I'm, I will say this forever. I'm not going to audition for anybody because that's essentially selling myself to you. Now we can go sit in a room and you can judge me on everything, every single thing that I've ever done. And I can crawl inside of myself and have anxiety and probably pee a little bit. That's what an audition is. Or I could work really, really hard at the things that I love and I can share it with the world. And if someone looks at it and says, oh, wow, I'd love to do that. Or, you know, if you just did this, we could make it better. Then all of a sudden we're art partners and we create things together. But that's why I'm so inspired by the Shit's Creek because I don't know if you guys saw that they won all of the awards. They won all the Emmys, all of them. And Dan Levy had the job of writer, director, producer, showrunner, costume designer, wardrobe. Well, not costume designer, but wardrobe. He had everything because he really wanted to do something. Now, yes, his dad is Eugene Levy, but can you imagine the chance that his dad had to take just to be in the pilot with him? That's almost career suicide. So you have to be really, really good or believe in your son. And this is not a spoiler at all, but – they have lasted six seasons for a guy that couldn't get a job auditioning for somebody else's sitcom. Make your own stuff. Boom. Mic drop. All right, man. I think with that, we'll close it out. All right, guys. That'll do it for this episode. Thanks so much for listening and hanging out with us. You can help support this podcast by liking, subscribing, and following this channel. Tell your friends and spread the word. We're on all major podcast streaming platforms, so follow or subscribe there, too. So thanks again. Remember, spread love. Peace. Bye. Boom.